There comes a time on your soul journey where you are called home to your true self. In answering this call, you are part of a powerful collective shift towards deeper understanding and expansion. You are part of something bigger than yourself. You are in the stage of growth known as enlightenedhood. I'm Lena Lemos, your host and founder of House of Enlightenedhood. I'm here to help you heal and remember the depths of your soul as you step into who you were always meant to be. Spirituality should be as simple as coming home to yourself and tuning into your heart. And on this podcast, I provide you with channeled wisdom and tangible tools to incorporate into your soul exploration. If you're inspired by today's episode, please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and share this episode on Instagram. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello, you beautiful souls, and happy last Monday of 2020. Wow, what a year this has been. You know, season two of this podcast premiered on January 5th of last year, and all of us, I'm sure, really had no idea what this year would bring so much change. Everything is different. And I've said this so much, and I know so many of us who are on the spiritual path, this year has been life-changing. I know more about my soul that I learned this year by having that time to go inward. I know more about myself now, what I'm here to do, than I have ever known. And I have so many exciting things to share with you. And I wanted to make this episode five things that I have learned this year from being so deep in my inner work. Because as you know, I am a full believer that when we can share our experiences and our wisdom that are truly coming from within, that's how we grow as a collective. So I want to share with you the things that I've learned along the way. But first, I want to just update you with the huge things that are coming just in a few days that I've been working on behind the scenes. If you listened to the podcast a few weeks ago or if you follow us on Instagram, then you may have seen all the really exciting things that are happening for House of Enlightenedhood. Like I said before, I feel like for the last two years, I've just, I followed and I fully trusted this word enlightenedhood that my guides gave me almost two years ago and just knew in my heart that this word was something I just had to wholeheartedly and almost blindly follow. And so I did, and I have been figuring out this whole how to show up, how to serve, how to be a spiritual entrepreneur thing for the last two years. And you've you've seen the ebbs and the flows and the evolutions and the transitions of that and me working through really deep wounds in real time. And now all the pieces are put together and what my guys keep telling me and something I told you last week, I think, or maybe a few weeks ago is you can have it all 
so many of my spiritual gifts and my spiritual connection has come online this year. And I think the narrative is that when you become fully in your spiritual power is that now you have to become a spiritual coach, right? And that narrative doesn't necessarily resonate with me. And like I told you before, my heart is in media and content creation and storytelling and giving a platform to voices and creating. And I can be my most spiritual self who is connecting to higher dimensional beings and channeling. And I can also be the media mogul. (laughs) And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm just expanding this, you know, this seed that I planted two years ago. So I just wanted to share with you what you can expect from House of Enlightened moving forward. The first really exciting thing is that under House of Enlightenedhood is now Lightcasting, which is a spiritually driven podcast network that will hold shows that are so in line with the mission of what this idea of Enlightenedhood is, which I'll get into in a little bit. And so this podcast now will be on the Lightcasting Network. Krista, my wonderful partner, her podcast, I'm Awake Now What, will be on the network. Our collaborative project, The Awakening, which is dramatic storytelling, sharing that moment of the spiritual awakening, will be on the network, as well as a bunch of other shows, which I can't share with you yet, but I promise I will all launching with House of Enlightenedhood and the new Lightcasting Network. The second thing, which you have seen already, has been a part of Enlightenedhood since the beginning, is sharing voices, sharing experiences from around the world, sharing wisdom, which will exist in an online magazine-style platform with a twist because Yes, we're going to have articles. Yes, we're going to have how-tos, but we're also going to have stories. You've known I've been collecting those for two years. Krista's been collecting them on her podcast, as well as poetry and creative writing. Our soul speaks through that kind of writing, and I want a platform to share that. So it will be a combination of those three things with the editorial content, the creative writing, and the storytelling. And then what I'm really excited for, too, is that Once I am no longer the little, you know, cat hitting the keyboard of (laughs) designing this website and getting it up and running, there will be video and episodic content as well. And I'm starting a few shows that will include this beautiful co-op of creators that we now have in the network. And you can't see me and maybe you can feel it, but I am just grinning from ear to ear because this is truly what I have been working towards. This is truly, it's so in line with my soul. And I know that this is what I meant to do to help serve the collective and help others awaken and help guide them through the awakening process, which leads me to this idea of enlightenedhood that everything within House of Enlightenedhood exists under this idea of open source spirituality that's accessible And the only prerequisite is that you are a fucking human being because spirituality has gotten so infiltrated with materialism and this idea of ego and 
social media doesn't help any because we wake up and then what we go to Instagram and see all these things that we're not see all these things that we think we should be and get lost in this blueprint culture of click funnels and this whole industry created about around coaching not to make judgments on that industry and there it's so amazing that technology has given us the ability to to have this livelihood by helping and serving others but things need to change because it exists within a paradigm that we think that in order to be spiritual, we then have to become a spiritual coach. And it's too intertwined with, with the spiritual path and the integrity of a spiritual practice, which is healing and growing and evolving and remembering and unbecoming and coming home to ourselves and remembering that you had all the answers all along. You are completely whole. You are a soul having a a human experience, and we need to start there. That needs to be the first conversation that happens when you wake up is you are an expansive being full of light, full of power, full of so much magic. And the more you continue to heal, the more you continue to grow, the more you continue to remember And that's such a beautiful thing, but it can't be the conclusion that people come to when they continue to seek outside answers, when we continue to present this version of spirituality that is a disservice to the human experience. So I am on a mission to return spirituality to the human experience, to reclaim spirituality, to bring it back home to all of us in a platform that is all-encompassing, to a platform that is the new hub and the new grounded movement in what the spiritual path entails. And I am so excited. And I was rejecting this for so long. I was resisting it because I thought that I couldn't be my most weird spiritual self and create this at the same time because I, like so many of us, I was stuck in that paradigm of what it, what it meant to be spiritual and serve the collective. But we need spiritual, heart-centered, light-filled beings in all different aspects of our society. That is the only way we're going to evolve. That's the only way we are going to shift the human consciousness. And it's happening, and it's so beautiful to watch, and I am so grateful to be on this ride with you. So right after this, now that I've shared all this, now that this is a a tangible thing that exists that I've been working so hard towards, I'm going to share with you the five things that I've learned on the way of doing this work, of going inward, of listening, resisting, listening, moving forward, moving backwards right after this. One of the biggest reasons I began to tiptoe out of the spiritual closet was I felt so lonely. I didn't have anyone in my life to discuss these soul level changes that happened when motherhood reawakened me. And that's why I feel so passionate about community and the ways finding soul family can forever change us. If you're looking to find your people and discover spiritual wisdom and guidance, in a safe and private space that is off of social media, we invite you to join our free community, 
the garden. It's time to grow with us at garden.enlightenedhood.com or text GARDEN to 31996 for the link sent straight to your phone. Can't wait to see you inside. <sighs> okay. So the first, I'm going to share with you five things. I was going to do 20 for 20 and 2020, but no one's got time for that. I am all about digestible little pieces of information, so I'm going to make this really short. But again, I thought it was so important to share these with you because we're all going through the same things, even if it doesn't feel like it. We are all interwoven in the same fabric of the universe. We are a human collective. I am you. You are me. We are just reflections of each other. So I hope by sharing this that I can help you in some way. So the first thing on my list of one of five is number one is, isn't it so fucking beautiful that in every moment we get to choose love? I've said that on this podcast before. That was one of my channeled messages that my guides gave me. But I want to give you a few examples in my own life because we've kind of been reacting this whole year, right? It's all been about reacting to to this new world and adapting. And sometimes we forget when we get hung up on these really intense currents of of truth, shall I say, that we forget to take a beat before responding. But how beautiful is it that that we exist in this life and that we came here where in every single moment we can choose love love the highest frequency the most potent energy that exists in this universe love I urge you to consider finding ways to respond with more love whether it's to your loved ones your partner does something that annoys the crap out of you instead of calling them out on it Breathe, take a beat, respond with love. Maybe responding with love means saying nothing at all. At the beginning of this year, I was having such a hard time with healing, especially my body. I was still so inflamed, so disease-ridden, infection-ridden, I shouldn't say disease, from postpartum. And it was my commitment in January that I was going to start healing my body. and. You know, for the first few months, it didn't really feel like it was going anywhere. And then once the pandemic started and I started doing this inner work, I decided to try something. And I said this in the podcast before, but what I started doing was I just started looking in the mirror, looking at myself straight in the eyes and saying, I love you. You are so beautiful. And I kid you not, after six days, I felt completely different about my body. I felt completely different about myself. I felt like I looked different when I looked at myself in the mirror. And it just goes to show the power of love, how much tuning into that frequency can shift our physical reality. And then many of you know, for the last almost two years, in April, it will be two years as a result of postpartum. It started with a burn that then turned into eczema. I've had terrible eczema on my hand that has gone from 
my ring finger down onto my palm, up to my middle finger. Now it's almost 80% of my palm. And I couldn't figure out what was triggering it. You know, Louise Hay says that eczema is resurfaced anger, and I've been working on letting that go, and I still couldn't figure out what it was, whether it was gluten and dairy. And so I remembered my tool, love, and for the last week, what I've been doing is literally looking at my hand, and sometimes I talk into it, and I'll just say, I love you so much. Thank you for everything that you do for me. You are so beautiful. And I am so grateful for you. Thank you. And my hand is almost healed after two years. After like 20 20 bottles of Neosporin and wrapping it, trying, just giving it compliments and telling I love it. And it's almost healed. It's just truly, truly amazing. Which leads me to number two. Everything in this world is energy. Everything. We are energy. Everything is an expression of energy. And so when I started really trying to heal my body in January, I decided that instead of a diet, a fad, instead of all of these things that we are told that we should do in January for our New Year's resolutions to, you know, get fit and lose weight, I decided to look at everything on an energetic frequency. Was I putting something in my body that held a high frequency, that had wisdom from Mother Earth that came from the earth, or was I putting something with a low frequency that was made in a lab? Was I putting big pharma items that are meant just to mask problems in my body, or was I doing the healing work to treat the root of the cause that was going to raise my frequency in turn? Everything is energy. And that goes for what we consume beyond food, whether it's media, social media, TV, news, relationships, having toxic relationships. Everything that comes into our energetic field is energy and it's going to affect our own energetic field whether we like it or not. So are you being conscious of things that are lowering your energetic frequency? Emotions are lower energetic frequencies too. Grief, despair, sadness, anger, jealousy, fear. Those are all lower vibration frequencies. So if you're consuming content, you're having conversations, you're reading something, you're scrolling on social media that's making you feel that way, that is lowering your energetic vibration. Sometimes I get fed up, and I know you've heard me say this before with with this, you know, good vibes only, high vibe thing, but it's true. I mean, it comes from this idea that everything is energy and that when we can vibrate on a higher a higher frequency as humans the universe has to catch up to us because everything is energy so if you're putting higher vibrational foods in your body and you are responding with more love that is exponentially raising your frequency to the point where the rest of your life is going to catch up the external is going to start to match the internal so yes we can manifest we can 
do all this work, but really that those conscious decisions to keep our frequency high is so, so, so important. I have noticed such a huge shift in my clarity, in my conscious, in my connection to, you know, the galaxies and beyond just because I am choosing in each moment, not every moment because your girl loves pizza and burritos (laughs) and everything in between. I love food, but I also make the conscious decision that this is being put in my body and it has an energetic exchange and to be really mindful of that. Number three, which is basically what I just said, but I think there there's a larger conversation that needs to happen is that when we're doing this inner work and we're asking to remove blocks or we're manifesting or we're healing the external has to match the internal at a certain point. So as much as it would just be amazing to ask for our dream job and have it turn up on our doorstep in a pretty bow and a box with nothing else changing, that's not that's not necessarily how the universe works, right? There has to be tangible expressions of how things are going to shift and change and things that are lower frequency or not aligned are going to fall away. And sometimes this can feel like everything's falling apart. Sometimes this can feel like things happened and you don't know why or people left or certain relationships fell away or things happen, have to happen physically for that change. So when things shift in you, things are going to shift around you. And I always have to remind myself of that because sometimes I forget. We think that things are just going to appear, but there has to be shifts that happen. Even if we can't see them sometimes, there are shifts that are happening in order to match the energy that we are, the the vibrational state that we are at. Number four. I talked about this on the season two finale of this podcast where I shared one of the most profound healing experiences I have had of my entire life where I ended up seeing Mary Magdalene for the first time. And it's just a reminder that when we carry wounds, when we carry emotional baggage, it's really easy to place that blame and responsibility on someone else. So, oh, so-and-so hurt me. And since there's been no closure since there's been no justice I'm still going to carry this around with me because they're the ones who have to make it right and one of the things that I discovered on my path and it this was specifically my relationship wound that I discovered this that I was working through I felt like I was always the one that was getting hurt I was always the one that was getting left I felt like I was trying and people just abandoned me And then at the root of my wound, I realized that I wasn't loving me enough. I wasn't setting boundaries. I wasn't honoring myself to show up as an equal partner in that relationship. And therefore, that's why the relationship fell apart. And so I just want to remind you that we are the only ones who have the power to to do the healing. No one can do it for you. 
You are the only one who gets to decide how you feel. You are the only one who gets to decide how other people treat you. And you are the only one who has control over those wounds. And sometimes that's a really hard truth to swallow because it's so easy to place that blame in someone else. Oh, you hurt me? Then you have to make it right. But we can make it right. We can heal. We sometimes, believe it or not, are actually the ones who have caused the wounds by not honoring ourselves, by not loving ourselves more. And again, I know that's a really hard pill to swallow at times, but we we are sovereign beings. We have the choice. We have the power in every moment, which leads me to the last one, which I've talked about several times, but I think it's the most important lesson of the year, and that's sovereignty and truth. What is your truth? Have you taken the time to even listen to your truth? Have you been indoctrinated by the mainstream media or other people's truths on social media? I'll give you the example of wellness where let's say there's a wellness influencer who has hundreds of thousands of followers and is promoting a way to heal your body. And you feel like because of this influence that it is the one way to go and that you have to do it and everything else you're doing is wrong because of it. Is that actually your truth? That person is sharing what they know because that was their truth and helped them heal their bodies. But is it yours? Are you too influenced by other people's persuasion, other people's messaging, other people's truth? Have you taken time to figure out what you believe? Our society was built on systems that lead us to believe that the power exists outside of ourselves. We are never taught that we have this power. We are never taught that we have this internal power. But you are the only one who gets to decide what to put in your body. You are the only one who gets to decide what your truth is. So I urge you, I urge you, urge you to take some time with yourself to figure out where are you not being sovereign? Where are you giving your truth away? Where are your beliefs someone else's? Because that's what you've been told. Take some time to sit with yourself in silence. And just let it come up. What do you actually believe? What is your truth? Are you sovereign? Do you have beliefs and experiences of your own? Or are you just collecting everyone else's and projecting them back as yours? It's a really, again, a hard pill to swallow. But cutting all those cords on where I was giving my power and my joy away has exponentially changed my life. And the, the way that I view the world and the way that I view myself. I think that's going to be a huge theme going into 2021 as we, you know, see how this whole pandemic plays out on a world stage. I hope these were digestible enough and that one of them served you. And again, thank you so much for being here for this journey. Thank you so much for listening. I'm just going to leave you with such a cliche thing that I am absolutely one of those people who will always say in every chance they get right before the new year. See you next year.